Hey, how are things? This is Mark here and welcome back to the Clockwork Junkie podcast. This is episode 239. Thank you for tuning in and as always, you are genuinely more than welcome. I have a returning guest on the show today. It is Kat Nolan. We will be discussing ADHD, which she was officially diagnosed with at the age of 42. It's a very open and honest conversation. It's very raw at times. I know both Kat and I wouldn't have had it any other way anyways. Um, I will leave her link in the description. You can go and check it out at the end of this podcast. I will also leave a link to our original podcast. You can check that out as well. The next podcast that I do will be a solo podcast. I will be answering some of your questions. Um, A lot of people are asking, is the podcast going to end because I have a full-time job now? Um, No, it's not ending. I'm actually looking forward to the 18th of June, which will be the three-year anniversary. If you have any questions, get them in. It's clockworkjunkiepodcast at gmail.com. The link is in the description. I'll be happy to answer any questions. If you'd like me to talk about anything in particular, I'd be happy to do that as well. Um, But I will be talking in my solo podcast about my new role, about meeting new people from being, you know, locked up in my studio doing this podcast for the last almost three years now to being back out into the public, surrounded by people with all different personalities. And, you know, I'll be talking about that and I have a couple of other things lined up as well. I was on uh, chat GPT. I asked her some questions. I'll be talking about that. And anything else really this week that comes into my mind that I see that I might be interested to talk about, I'll be talking about as well. But it is an opportunity if you'd like to ask me a question, um, clockworkjunkiepodcast at gmail.com. I'll be happy to answer it or talk about anything in particular. Having said that, before we get on to my guest, there's some links in the description. There's my link tree is in there if you want to follow the podcast. I was going to say follow me, but it's not actually me. I don't really post anything about myself very rarely anyways, but the links to the podcast is in there on Instagram, LinkedIn, and Facebook. You can go and follow there. The advantage of that, I suppose, is that you will know what's coming up. So if you're just listening on a Monday on Spotify or Apple Podcast or wherever you get this podcast, if you follow me, you'll find out a bit earlier what's coming up. You might sometimes be two or three weeks in advance. Um, and I do post some stuff about myself there, but not a lot. So you can follow me in all those places there. There's also a link to the YouTube channel. Um, I don't post on YouTube anymore, but there's literally hundreds of podcasts up there with guests and they'll be there. So go and have a listen, have a look. You might find something you enjoy. Also in my link tree is a tip jar. If you'd like to donate to the podcast, you can do so there. And you will find a link uh, somewhere near the top as well. That's my PayPal. It's paypal.me forward slash clockwork junkie. That goes straight to the Clockwork Junkie podcast PayPal account. It's a one-time donation. Thank you to anyone who's done that so far. I genuinely appreciate it. And if you're going to do it today, thank you in advance. So coming up now is today's podcast. It is Kat Nolan talking about ADHD. My name is Mark McCormack and welcome to the Clockwork Junkie podcast. I'm not into podcasts. Everyone keeps trying to, you've got to listen to podcasts. I'm not into podcasts. I like a bit of music. People don't present. Does that mean that someone could have ADHD for 50 years and they wouldn't know? Is that what you mean? Yeah, of course. Like, it's not, it's not a new thing. Like, it's, when you think back in time, think of all the creators and actors and inventors and people who were deemed crazy and stuff like that. If you go back through time, there, there'll always be people like that. And maybe it's been around longer than we think. You know what I mean? And it just... The world we live in now isn't made for an ADHD brain, I don't feel. Anyway. With all the stimulus, I mean, like with social media and Instagram and like the TikTok, everything is 10 seconds type thing. Yeah, the phone in the hand, everything in one thing. And you just like, all you see nowadays is people with like heads and the phones. Nobody looks up anymore. Do you know what I mean? It's just, 
know? And like, I know, like, 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 I'm 45, so growing up, um, not too many people or kids my age, I'd say, when I was between the age of five and maybe 15, we'll say, just for to throw a, a 10 year figure out there, <clears throat> not too many people had ADHD. Um, but now that we're seeing it now, the truth is probably not too many people was diagnosed with ADHD, but loads well, of people man, had it. You said that before I could put in. That's a trait, like interrupting. Like you'll you'll notice I interrupt a lot. I don't mean to, I just something comes to my head. If I don't get it out of my mouth there in that second, it's gone. I just mute you anyway, so it's okay. Please yeah, <laughs> do, like, you know. Yeah, so so, so do you think that's a case that that where like there's loads of people being diagnosed now, kids at an early age. Yeah, we're completely underdiagnosed. Like when you think of all the kids you went to school with, like you could really see it when I went to secondary school. You saw all the mad folks then when you went to secondary school and we all like, we congregated like packs. Do you know what I mean? We kind of congregate towards each other. You'll always see two messers with each other. Like, and think back to all those people in school who were like that. You know, not everybody was like that. How can we be so naive in 2023 to think that all brains operate the same? And that there's not more than anxiety and depression out there in the world, like what GPs like to diagnose everybody with and throw sexually an electrical problem. It doesn't work. Yeah. Everybody in the world, it's GPs seem to think have depression or mental illness or... Anyone you ever speak to, think about all the people you might speak to about mental health. They say they went to their doctor and got some tablets. Guarantee it was sexually in or Lexapro. Always. It's always an SSRI. And all that does is like, if it goes up in dosage, I've been on them. I was on them for years. They did nothing for my head. I kept going back to my doctor and saying, but my head's still really messy. I can't. The way I described it was, I wanted to unzip my head, take out my brain and scrub it with a toothbrush, all the little alleyways, and then put it back in clean, clear. Never a clear mind. I can never remember a day I've ever had a clear mind. Well, uh, can I ask you a question? Yeah, of course. What do you think, or have you even thought, what do you think a clear mind is? Like, like, like what do you think that, can I use the word a normal person has that maybe perhaps me and you don't have? What's the clean mind in, what way do you see it like? So, like, everybody in the whole world will experience ADHD symptoms at some point in their life, right? Everybody forgets their keys. Everybody forgets a name. Everybody, you know, does AD at times in their life, right? Everyone falls in love. Everyone, you know, everyone has emotions, feelings. We all have reactions to things, right? When you have this disorder, you feel things so much more intensely. It's like zero to a fucking million in a hot second. Like your blood boils, your skin prickles. You, It's fight or flight. You either stay in situation, freeze, or you run. It's... And to live in that mode every day, to be always on the ready, like a fucking caveman, you know what I mean? To be always on the ready for something to happen. And even, I'm talking back, like going back as long as I can remember, like being a small child and feeling like that. This didn't just come out of nowhere. Do you know what I mean? So being 42, like 
the psychiatrist said to me, like, I've done really well to get this far because with having this disorder comes so many other things like risky behavior. You know, you don't make the best life decisions financially, emotionally, in every sort of way. So it affects every aspect of your life because your fucking head is messy. It's all over the place. You're thinking a thousand things at once and there's a circus clown going on in the back and there's a dude playing guitar over here and there's a song going on over there and there's an ad that was playing on before and then you can hear so-and-so's conversation over there that's talking if you're in a crowded place. Sensory issues go along with it as well. There's certain foods I can't have. I talk really fast. I can't get words out quick enough. Like I've always been that way. Always. Especially when I'm talking about something I'm passionate about. Like, so. You know, when you said about the... Um like the, the the stimulation, the stimulus, or even the fight or flight. I have yeah. a question on that. So, and I think I know the answer, but maybe I don't. So like, is, is it, um, is it like noise or people talking or loads of people giving information at the one time? So it's kind of outside noise or outside stimulus, or is it a, a maddening of yourself from the inside over a certain situation? Or is it everything kind of concocted into one? Do you know what I'm saying? It can be one or both. It, like everybody experiences this disorder different. This is just, I'm only telling you here what my experience is of this, this disorder and what the people in particular, I talk, I've talked to a lot of women in the last three months who are around my age. I'm 43 in June. I'm going to be hitting that perimenopausal age where my hormones are going to change again. And that's also plays a part in these symptoms acting up that have gone unnoticed for decades and are still going unnoticed. Like they're only really, it's starting to kind of make a little bit of noise, but not enough, not way, way enough. Like everybody can't, you can't put everybody under the one umbrella, anxiety and depression. Because if that works, then why are people still killing themselves? Why is there still addicts? Why is it worse than ever if that works? Yeah. It clearly doesn't. So why don't you do something fucking different? You're preaching to the choir. Um, I I think, you know, I think the same as you there anyways. I'm going blue in the face saying it on this. But... It's not going to change if you don't change it. Mm. You can't expect a different outcome if you keep doing the same thing over and over again. It's clearly not working. So, like, thank God for the internet and a little bit of lockdown and people kind of like, because that was, that's an ADHD person's worst nightmare. Being, feeling trapped. That, like, feeling of we have to stay in one place and then, like, the overthinking and the stuff you're hearing about the virus and the, you know, all that, you start to get wrapped up in your head and you can, you can go a lot of fucking ways. Like, you can, it depends on how, Strong and weak your mind is. Do you know what I mean? Already. Sounds like a recipe for disaster for what you were telling me there already. But what I just so as if 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 people don't um welcome to the podcast, by the way, everybody. Um <laughs> this is Kat Nolan. Kat, welcome back. Um Kat was on before I was just looking before the podcast began at uh what episode she was on prior. This is episode uh two hundred and thirty-nine, as I said in the intro. Um, she wasn't actually on an episode. It was a bonus episode. She was on between episode 220 and 221. Um, and it was out on January the 20th. So if you enjoy this podcast, go and give that one a listen. So it's between 220 and 221. And it was a bonus episode. And it was on 
adoption and Kat's story. I got loads of messages from that and I know you did as well. Um, I'd say definitely go and have a listen to that. But during that conversation, you had mentioned that you had just been diagnosed with ADHD. And we kind of skipped over it because we're talking about something else. I think we were right to do it. Um, so we have a chance yeah, to talk about it today. I don't have too much to say on this. Like, you the number one question that I have, or the first question, I suppose, even though I've asked you about 10 questions already, but like, why at 42 are you only now being diagnosed with ADHD, particularly after all the things that you just taught me? So you went through 42 years of all these things going on. And it's okay to say when we were younger, I'm a little bit older than you, but when we were younger, yeah. people didn't know about it. That's okay. But for the last 10 or 15 years, they fucking do know about it. There's children being diagnosed left, right, and center. So why was it so long for you to get diagnosed? They grow out of it. That's what a lot of people get told is they grow out of it. You don't. It gets That's ridiculous. Worse. It gets fucking worse. It gets worse with... What happens is it gets worse with our surroundings, with our what our environment is. So if we're living like a really stressful life, our symptoms are going to be really flared up, which lead to addiction, suicide, all those types of things. It's all connected. Like people with ADHD are 50 percent more likely. Like I think and I'm not sure on the statistics, so don't quote me, but I did read somewhere that we're like twice as likely, 50 percent more likely to take our own life or become addicts. Because we're undiagnosed and misdiagnosed and not on the right treatment. So we see our brain lacks the chemical dopamine. We need dopamine for executive function and for doing things that just neurotypical people do, like the washing. They get a little reward in the brain from that. We don't get that. We We need that much more instantly. We have to seek that out. And that's what holds us back. So that's what this, I'm not losing trail of what I was saying now. You see, that's what happens. Well, <laughs> I have a question for you. Um, and you can lose your train anytime you want. It's fucking irrelevant. And I like what you said earlier on, by the way, as well. And and I'm going to double safe with you is that this isn't, you're not the ADHD queen telling, you're just telling your story. So all, everything we say here today yeah. is what you think. And, My yeah. experience and what I feel. That's it. You can yeah. agree with me, disagree with me. But like, I'm not plucking it out of thin air. I'm plucking it out of life experience, number one, with my experience with GPs. I didn't just pluck this out of a few months ago and decide this. I went about this when I was 35. So I went about this eight years ago to my GP and told her about what I said to you about wanting to take out, take out my brain. Sorry, I live in a house full of children. Uh, taking my brain and scrub it because it was so messy and loud and it never stopped. I remember saying to her, like, I want to go to sleep at night and it just won't switch off. There's a thousand things going on. That's how know. Like, if you went what? to the doctor, the, the GP yourself when you were 35, so that was seven years ago. So obviously, before you went there, you had decided that there's a good chance you that you have ADHD and you had decided yourself there's a very good chance of this. So you must have known that any diagnosis you got previously wasn't correct and you must have felt it was something else. Then you were reading up about it, educating yourself, probably listening to lectures and doctors and other GPs around the world talking. And you said, well, this is what I have. And if it's not diagnosed, you can't get treatment. Was that kind of what you were thinking? Yeah, I wanted to. I was looking like, obviously, on the internet, like at people getting treatment and getting their lives together and kind of and looking into the backgrounds and going, right, this person, I follow a pharmacist on 
on Instagram and she has ADHD and she gives a lot of really good information about supplements and how she's a lot, she talks a lot about how, so ADHD is based on the DSM-5. That is based on like five to nine-year-old little boys, right? Women present completely different. Our hormones play a huge part, our monthly cycle, play a huge part in our energy levels, in our brain function, whether you have ADHD or not. So if you throw that in there with that undiagnosed and untreated, where do you think you're headed? I'm sure you can think of five people right now that you would go, actually, right. I'm sure you can, like. You're looking at one of them, and I'm not even a girl, and I don't have a monthly yeah, cycle, so. So it's just, it's it's based, and it's the thing is, like, even the name of the disorder is wrong, ADHD. It's not an, a deficit in attention. It's that sometimes we pay too much attention. <laughs> you know, just when so we have the ability to hyper-focus, and we also have the ability to switch off. If our brains aren't interested in something, we just, it's lights out. The lights are on, nobody's home, and I'm making all the right faces, and I'm smiling, and you think I'm interested. I've checked out. And it's, I, I don't mean to. It's not that I don't want to. It's or that I don't think you're important. It's just the way I'm wired. Yeah, that's look. You, you can you could notice that even I could notice that in school where there'd be a guy and you might be doing French and it's it'd be like talking to a duck walking by. But if you break a radio apart and hand it to them, they'll fix it. No yeah. problem. Here I am. That's me. Like I thought about becoming a mechanic, a car mechanic. You know, like this is when I was younger, you know, that would have been one thing. I always, I've never done a sit down job. I've always done a manual labor job. I've been a carer for 16 years, washing your nannies and granddads the last 16 years. Um, but uh, before that was a fitness instructor, before that was in a factory, before that, I've never even once in my life fucking sat down on the job. Like it's always had to be like, uh, and I loved the caring because. I'm great in an emergency. Like people with ADHD can can't make our bed in the morning, but we can fucking get down, give you CPR, no problem, and save your life. Like it'll be the person that's got the messy mind that'll save your life. You know, it, I don't know why it works that way. It just does. I suppose if if um if your mind is flying at a thousand miles an hour at all times, yeah. if something goes wrong, you're probably one of the first people to think of what to do. Yeah, you know? Yeah, it just you just know what to do. It's crazy. It's and then at the same time, I, I have like as well, like dyslexia and maths. I don't understand like anything more than single digits is not good for me. Not with adding and subtracting, but like multiplying and dividing and stuff like that in algebra and all. I, it was like like Chinese writing on the board for me. I've had dusters thrown at my head. I've had teachers refuse to teach me, say I'm unteachable because I just won't learn what they're teaching. I couldn't. I couldn't. I I mentally and physically I used to sit there and panic I'd be sweating like and then I just started to go fuck you I just started to like become a weapon like because I was told I was useless the tables and chairs are more used than you are you know I've, I've, I've had that experience in school myself where back in the day um where they might be teaching something and like it's 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 not that I'm trying not to learn it or it's not that I don't like yeah. the teacher is that and I mean this in the kindest way possible is that I couldn't give a fiddler's fuck. Even if you offer me money, I just isn't 
But then I could sit into science that's 10 times more complicated yeah. and break down the atom with yeah. a science teacher. Yeah. Yeah. I like it. You 100%. Know? 100%. Well, you should maybe, like, you know, think of some of the symptoms I name off tonight and get yourself. Yeah. So, look, question for you. <laughs> yeah. Question for you. So, when you officially got diagnosed, which wasn't that long ago, so. Three Okay. So, was that. That was a relief, I'd say, in one way. I fell apart. I went in all tense and like I really, really tense up on my leg bounces and I'm like looking around. I'm li- I'm like a lost child, like I'm <laughs> you're all woman, do you know what I mean? And I was so nervous and I described all my they asked you like I still had some school reports as well from school, so like and it was all there. It was all in my school report when I was eleven because I read one of them only a few weeks ago after actually after the the diagnosis and uh it said uh, always distracting in class always talking never looking ahead never paying attention always out of her seat always up and down uh, it was there you know uh, it wasn't a thing in the 80s you can't really blame 80s ireland you know what i mean we're so backwards like it wasn't i'm but i'm talking about now i think every child in the country should be screened between the age of seven and nine for dyslexia for dyspraxia, for ASD and for ADHD. Because what we need to do with the mental health system in this country is hit it at the root and stop diagnosing everyone under the one one umbrella and saying we all have the same brains and acknowledge that in this day and age that we might have brains that are wired a little bit differently. We're all different. Yeah, There are disorders other than what sexually and Lexapro can fucking fix. I'm sure they do well for people with anxiety and depression. That's great for them. Or for the likes of me that went under, I was put on that shit for years, did nothing for me but kill my emotion. Nothing. Like, all it did was make me dead inside. Like, your fucking nanny could get a smack of buzz in front of me and I wouldn't even fuck. Yeah. It's like, like, I've seen that as well, where where, um, exactly what you're saying, where people are being educated. So let's just say, for example, there's six different subjects and you're teaching them all. So anyone who can keep up with the six subjects and knows everything, they're the yeah. clever ones. Anyone who doesn't yeah. is a dunce or goes to a lower class. Um, that even seemed wrong that back then. That tree, you know? So the fish should go climb the tree. It fucking can't. 100%. It fucking can't, you moron. Yeah. You know, so who's the moron? <laughs> yeah, well, no, well, look, it's... Uh, uh, yeah. I believe it's a lot better now, isn't it, than, than back then? Like, back in the it 80s, it was... It, for, for kids now, yeah. Thank God, like... That, but it's only... Like, it's only really starting to turn. They still haven't got enough SNAs. You know, I, I know somebody that their child is diagnosed and on medication and is told, you know, she has to leave the school. They haven't got enough SNAs to deal with it, sorry. You know? What's an SNA? Like a special needs assistant. Like oh, okay, sorry. They okay. They, they have them now. They put them years ago. Um, where they uh, have, like, a person who's kind of trained and to deal with kids with, you know, need a little bit of extra attention there's nothing wrong with our brains we're just we learn differently we don't learn in a classroom that's not how our brains are meant to learn we're creatives we're the artists we're the you know the actors the all the the, the comedians are huge like i often would have loved to have tried that out but i just stand up comedy and an open mic night 
I have a very, very dark sense of humor. Like I'd shock you with some of the shit I come out with <laughs> when I'm when I'm in my flow. Like, and it just comes from life kicking the shit out of me, like from yeah. being untreated, you know? When you've been through some shit in your life, you definitely have a dark sense of humor. It's um but you're listen, look. You're right. There, there's so many different types of intelligence. There's like, uh, at one time they did, I think they said there was seven or nine. And one of them was actually physical intelligence. And they gave an example of what that was. They said, you wouldn't send David Beckham up to do a mathematical equation. But if you wanted a ball across, the, across a football field, <clears throat> he wouldn't pick anybody else. Like if that meant that he, he, if he got the goal, that he saved the world. Do you know what I mean? Like, well, for him to be able to do that, for he has to see the wind, the distance, the speed you're running, the speed he's running. So, so that's a different type of physics and geometry, but he can't do it. So there is different types of intelligence. and That's why everyone with ADHD is different as well. Like there's ADHD people that can't do what I do and I can't do what they do. But they, yeah. And it's like, it's so, why aren't people talking about it and interested in it to learn about the different ways that we can learn? Why do we all have to learn one way? Why, like we're learning this way over 100 years. Like, why do we have to be sitting in a classroom? It clearly isn't working for some, a lot, you know? So fucking change yeah. it. You could even go like, and I'm only throwing this number out, you could go 35, 40%. So like, it's, you know, it's... it's you know. I, know who I, I know who I was drawn to and I'm, I still talk to a lot of them girls this day. Yeah. Like, I still, because I was drawn to certain people and it is a, it is a thing apparently we tend to magnetize towards each other i don't tend to get on with people that are nor i hate to be considered normal i like being a bit weird <laughs> yeah <laughs> but but i do think there, like you know? um adhd or, or anxiety or mental health or anything like that is people we just have to accept that that's just part of life. That there's 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 a smorgasbord of races and religions and colours yeah. and everything yeah. else under the sun. But there's also a, a a smorgasbord of fucking anxiety and different mental health and different types of anxiety and different ADHD. And none of them yeah. are bad. And I don't even know what normal is now. That's why I asked you at the beginning when you said take your brain out and clean it. What does a clean brain look like? Because I don't think I've ever had a clean brain, and I don't no, think I know anybody who ever had a clean I brain. I've had a clean brain, like. But it's the constant internal dialogue from the mini yeah. open eyes every day. It's exhausting. The, yeah. That constant. And it's a lot of it is self-criticism going, what the fuck did you say that for? What the fuck did you do this for? Or do you remember when you did that real embarrassing thing back in 1995? <laughs> wonder who saw you do that. Like, you know, just like, so you're having a go at yourself. Like, and you've no idea why intrusive thoughts, like, You'll imagine I'd be driving down the road and I'd imagine myself a 10-car pile-up and my kids are all in motion, they're on the car with me and horrible. Like, it just happens out of nowhere, you know? That's an everyday occurrence. That's fine. If that happened to me once in a while, I'd go, oh, Jesus, guess what happened to me today? When that's several times a day, every day. That's the difference and that's why it's a... It's... um what's the word, a disease, you could call it, for, for want of a better word, it, it, is that everybody has thoughts of, oh, why did I say that in 1995, and why this and why everybody. that, but not everybody has thoughts of a 10-car pileup driving down the road. That's different, you know? Every day, every time I get my car, every yeah. time I get my car, I lock my doors because I imagine I'm going to get carjacked and someone's going to drag me off and, like, kill me and write me and I'll never be found and my children will never know where I am. Or someone will rob, like, when the kids were small, it was someone will rob my car and drive off my children. 
um, and I'd have visions of it happening like and I wouldn't want it to happen like don't stop, stop like I wouldn't want it to be happening it's involuntary yeah. you know like that's you're living on the fucking edge of your seat 24-7 that time that's why like that's why little boys they get to act out right they when you think of a little boy with ADHD you think of this hyperactive kid like when you think of a girl with ADHD, you can't think of one because they they come across as quiet. They internalize. We internalize fucking everything as women in life anyway. And then you add in that disorder or whatever disorder you have, whether it be bipolar, there's, there's fucking loads of them. I just know about the one I have. You know what I mean? And how it affects me. And I know that it's affecting tens of thousands of us as, as well. Like, I know it is. It's it's clear as day and it's just not being talked about. And it's the root of the problem. If you can get it, you've like, a, I think it said some like 25% more chance of like, you know, if you get caught early of not developing addiction issues or suicidal feelings or self-harm and because you haven't bet yourself up all your fucking life for not knowing how to do the thing that everyone else, because your man who's educated said, you should know how to do the thing. So I should know how to do the thing. And if everyone else can do the thing, do you know what I mean? For maybe one or two who you don't really... Do you know what I mean? That starts to... But when you're hearing that shit every day... You start day, thinking there must be something wrong with me because I can't do this. Them. You start to agree with them and then you take that through life. And that's where you end up in the shitters with addiction issues. And also, like, I was addicted to Valium for six months. After I had the stroke when I was 40, like, I got, I got addicted to Valium. Because my anxiety, I was true. I kept thinking I was going to die. Because I nearly did. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah. 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 <laughs> that's probably <laughs> the wrong time to laugh now. <laughs> I laugh at that now. Like, I go. Yeah. Like, I used to call myself, like, I had a blood clot in the brain. So my name is Katrina. So I called myself Katrina. You know, oh, like. But you just <laughs> you do shit like that. You just take the piss because it's easier than acknowledging bullshit you know so here look i have a question okay so you're in your 40s you've been diagnosed with adhd i i I do want to go into by the way just for people listening i'm going to ask you about the change in medication and has it been any better i also want to ask you about your instagram page i won't keep you all day i promise you but i do have a question that i i genuinely want to know as well so yeah and i know it's different every look of course it is you don't but an average day experience an average day what is it like so you wake up in the morning, is your mind going thousand thoughts a second, everything that could go wrong is going to go wrong in the next 10 seconds. That's before you even start today. So before I even go into when I wake up in the morning, there's been countless nights where I've laid my head in the pillow and thought to myself, would it be so bad if I just didn't wake up tomorrow? If I, would be so bad. Like, and that's on more than one occasion. So from the minute you open your eyes, it's fuck what do I have to do today? Whether it's work, like I worked as a carer, I did 13 hour shifts, then I worked in the community. I did like, you know, I always worked. So it's always having to get up and get organized. And then I was a single mother as well. I was raising my I raised my two eldest on my own. So but my children saved my life. Because we depend on urgency and looking after others. And if I hadn't have had my two older boys I don't think I'd be here now because I plenty of times have gone 
he was so bothered if I went to sleep and it was lights out. Like, that's not okay. And I keep that to myself. Like, not me now, I was not going to do it now. <laughs> do you know what I mean? But like, but not, I'm not talking about plan that now. I'm just talking about like being okay with it. You know, that's still not okay. And only for those I had those little faces looking up at me to love. And I'm going to start crying now because they saved my life. Like, and I was so young. I was 17 when I got pregnant. I was 18 when I had Stephen. And God love me, poor child. He had to grow up with a fucking, I'm still, I'm still not grown up. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. And the two of them, like, and they grew up with me and, and I've had the conversations with them and I've apologised and stuff because parenting was, of course, hard, but I worked hard and they were my hyper-focus, like, so thank God, like, I, I'd say I would have went down the addiction route, I'd say, but it was easy. But I do, um, I, I empathise with you there because when I had depression, there was many a night I was lying down and, like, I understand what you're saying deeply because it's not just a cool something to say because I, you're, so you're lying in bed and you think like, it's just, it's just life is a nightmare in my head a thousand times. I just can't do it anymore. And it's not that I don't love anyone. And it's not that I want to kill myself. It's not any of those things. I'm just exhausted. I just, yeah. I'm exhausted for days, for weeks, for months, yeah. for years now. I can't yeah. do it anymore. I don't want to do it. And if I wake up tomorrow, I'll have to do it all over again. So if per chance, I didn't wake up tomorrow. I'm okay with it. Yeah. Yeah. I uh, I know exactly what you mean. A hundred percent. But then at the same time, being afraid. <laughs> it's so contradicting, you know, because you get the irrational fear. But when you're in that dark frame and when you're down that zone, when it's it's down and you've drained you've no energy left and you've people to, every you tend to you tend to look after people it'll always be the care like the hospitals are run by neurodivergent people like doctors nurses carers like <laughs> none there's no neurotypicals working in the hospitals like you have to be on the go you know as busy like, as a wasp 24 7 i just think stuff like this should be recognized you know and they should be helped more you need more you know, just five minutes in the day, here and there, you know, instead of these, like, everything's regimented, one hour. but we work differently. Things need to change. And they only change when you start talking about them. Start fucking talking about it. You know? Yeah. It's, that's one thing that um, I, I, I look, and it's not this podcast, it's one thing I really like about podcasts, and it's where people can... Like you probably wouldn't be able to have this conversation on mainstream television because they would interrupt you four or five times, yeah, would have tried exactly. to stop you from crying, getting teary eyed. You're entitled to do all that. You're a fucking grown ass woman. Do what you want. Yeah. They would have stopped that. They would have, oh, we might cut this. You can't F and Jeff when you're talking. You can't be yourself. You know, you can't take a swig of your vape, a swig of water. You can't, you can't do any of that. So you that's one. I have to like be doing something. Like, there's yeah, I have to be doing. My feet are twitching. I'm bouncing. Like, have to be. I'm. I'm never still, and yeah. I don't think I've ever remembered being still. It's, it's horrible. Like you wake up in the middle of the night. You don't get a full night's sleep. You're not running on a full tank. You forget to eat. You forget to drink. There's so much that goes along with it. Like it's constantly on edge. And then when you're on edge and you're stressed, your muscles in your body are getting tight and you're getting fatigued. And it's the morning time, and it's like you need to go back to bed again. 
And if you do, you probably wouldn't sleep anyways. But not to mention as well, like there's sensory issues with clothes, with food. I can't take te- certain textures and tastes or sauces or t- certain clothes on my body. I can't tag. And that's since I'm little, like, and I remember getting given out to because I just dressed, I had to dress myself for what I was comfortable in. I, or I would just, I couldn't go anywhere. I'm still the same. I have to be comfortable. Yeah. You know, and like certain materials I can't can't bear touching my skin, certain things I can't touch, certain food I can't eat. I'm very plain diet. I lived on Rice Krispies for about 15 years, warm milk and sugar when I was younger. Rice Krispies? Like Rice uh, cereal? Warm milk and sugar. I swear to God, that was my my thing. And and it's my, I've kind of gone back to that a bit now. Okay. I started to okay. as well. It was your thing and now it's your thing again. I started roller skating as well. <laughs> I've seen a clip on Instagram, um, some kind of a song, or yeah, I wasn't sure how long ago that was. I love, I love making the little clip. I love making little videos and putting the songs. Them again, that's just me little creative. So I used to be very creative as a child. I used to draw. I used to dance. I used to sing. But I lived. I grew up in a very religious household, and all of that was kind of suppressed. You weren't allowed to really do that, but you know, being an girl. So, like, that's probably why I got rebelled so much and moved out and fucking five months pregnant pushing me shit across the road with in the shop and trolley you know what I mean 18 years of age I knew it all me on flat like yeah but that's just how I had no fear I still don't like stupidly you know sometimes so there's there's that as well and just there's just so, so much like so so much oh, I just what? I do think like like addictions and suicides and mental health has I think there's a lot of people being misdiagnosed and undiagnosed. I really, really do. With not not to say ADHD, I'm talking autism. I'm talking bipolar. I'm talking, oh, there's, there's there's more than what's yeah. actually in the broken fix. For the love of Jesus, I know when you go to the doctors that um they have like 15, 20 minutes. You know, well, 10, 15 minutes, and you're out. So. Sometimes you don't even have time to tell them what's wrong. Sometimes you have two things that's, that's wrong. They only listen to one, or oh, that's a different visit. Like, and I don't know. Yeah. What changed with your like, medication? So, when you were diagnosed, what changed? Medication wise. Uh, what changed what? So, medication wise, when when you were officially diagnosed a couple of months ago. Mexico years ago because they did fucking nothing for me, and they just don't, I couldn't cry. I couldn't, and, and I like I like having the emotions. Do you know what I yeah. mean? Um. Yeah. So I stopped, I weaned myself off them years ago and told the doctor, you can stop prescribing them, I'll take that shit. Like, and I was just raw dog in life <laughs> on cans of Coke and fucking sugar. <laughs> Anything like I, I'm real sugar fiend, like I fucking, I'm the gingerbread woman in the gingerbread house, you know, I I, I ate the walls if they were sugar, you know. Um, <laughs> so like, what did you ask me again? I forgot. Uh when you got diagnosed, did, did they give you medication then? No, so I had to wait for a week. So at first, like, it's kind of like a grievance. You're angry, you're sad, you're... Because you go, why well, didn't nobody fucking notice? Why didn't you know what? I didn't have to struggle this far, blah, blah, blah. You kind of, you wait about four weeks for your appointment where I went. Now, I know it's different for some, some medicates straight away. And then I went back and I, she medicated me and I started the medication the next day. And mother of fucking god oh hang on the uh quiet i 
I can't describe the fucking peace. Not like, like I started like wobbling my head. Nothing was going on there, do you know what I mean? Um, but just that, not even that there was nothing going on. There was still like, my thoughts were there, but it was quiet. It was calm. I could look at my washing and go, there's a pile of washing, better stick on that washing. Okay, and do that. Instead of sitting there going, that pile of washing's been sitting there a week. Why the fuck haven't you done that, you lazy fucking bitch? Look at you, look after your fucking... And still, it's in paralysis. Like, it's an actual fucking thing. You're paralyzed. Like, you can't fucking move when it's like that. You know? And to just be able to just get up and do those little things that... Now, I did do, obviously, when I was younger, but as time has gone on and as, as I've been less needed as a mom, my, my two children are adults now, 24 and 21. You know what I mean? So... I'm not like when you're not needed as much, your symptoms fucking flare up, you know. My 12 year old doesn't require a lot of maintenance, <laughs> he's not high. The boys were like high energy, high, like I was younger and stuff, like you know what I mean. But, um, that's why I say they saved my life because look how I've turned with not there. There's thank god they're here, like because. Like if they weren't, where would my head be? Where if if it's like if it was like that where it was already, where would it have gone? Like you know, wouldn't have gone that far. But to have just a clear head and be able, the executive function to get up and do the thing that is sitting there looking at you. I feel the skip bag in an hour. I had the house, but not in a manic way. Just going around him, I was really, really calm, really, really calm, and. Went around doing my bits and not and just had me ask on and was just it was just the best day ever. You know what <laughs> it actually sounds like, right? From listening to you talking there, it's it sounds like when you started to take the correct medication when you were diagnosed officially and it I was. says to you, Well, give me an example of what it was like. The two or three things that you talked about was just things that were organized. Whereas there must have been yeah. very unorganized, like you were saying, and scattered prior. Is that fair? Yeah. Like, yeah, my bedroom be a mess. I go, I'll do it tomorrow, I'll do it tomorrow, I'll do it tomorrow. It's, it's spotless now every day, which is the way I used to have it. When when there was an urgency there, when I'd work the kids' job, that when I had that shit to keep me going and all that, it was no problem. But as soon as any sort of routine goes, yeah, we get lost along the fucking track. It, 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 some of us do, not all of us. Some of us can manage. That's why it's a spectrum. Some can manage symptoms and it never really affects their life. Do you know what I mean? But some like me, because I've lived, excuse me, a high stress life, my symptoms are really, really flared. So I need some help right now. You know the way we're saying like that, uh, no one, everyone doesn't learn the same. And you're right, by the way, and that people have a different way of taking things in where what might work for me may not work for you and vice versa. You're, you're right in that as well, but like, I, I honestly, and it's not our position to do, but I don't know how they would fix that. I don't know how they'd go about it. But all I know is it doesn't seem that they're spending much time going about it, which is disappointing. There needs to be just more, like, primary skills. Like, and secondary skills are starting to catch on. A lot of the educate together secondary skills are starting to catch on. That there's different, there's a lot they can do in sports and stuff. And they let them go out of class, you know, for sports. Like, 
I think doing stuff like that is really important because you could have your next fucking Olympic athlete sitting in your classroom there, but you're, he doesn't understand the fucking algebra in the room because it doesn't matter because he's never going to fucking use it anyway. You know what I mean? So, like, start taking note of the, the pupils that are showing different skills. It's not that difficult. We stand out. You can see us, like, if you look, you can see us sticking out like a sore thumb. The girls in particular need to be monitored more. You know, it, it, boys are very much those. Girls are very... There's, it's, it's only starting to come out about the girls now. There's a lot of girls out there, teenage girls and stuff struggling. I remember it was like a teenager and it was horrendous. You know, it, yeah. it, it wasn't pleasant. There's definitely like, more that needs to be done. And yeah. <clears throat> it, it's... It's it's staggering to me, and maybe I'm a bit naive, but obviously I know a little bit more about it from talking to you about it the last time, even off air when we finished talking about the last podcast, we spent uh, about five or ten minutes talking about ADHD, but I'm surprised that so many adults, both male and female, are being diagnosed later in life. Um, obviously they've had it all their life, but I'm, I'm just surprised that there's so many. I'm surprised that even ten years ago, when it was a little bit better than it was when me and you were growing up in the 80s. I just can't understand why people, like, it must be fucking awful, you know? Like, so I mean, basically, I feel, it, I feel it's that technology has taken over so much. Our symptoms are flaring up. We've had the lockdown and shit. Hormones change in women from 35 onwards. So that's when we tend to present again, is like when we're going through puberty. Okay. Because our hormones are changing and, and our hormones have a huge pact on everything to do with our brain and I'm, I'm taking medications as well. I haven't even talked about like taking the medication as a woman. Like once you my period, like medication doesn't work. So for a week in the month, like medication, it doesn't work. Okay. Hormones are so all over the place. My head, I, 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 I say I have the coil in because I'd say I have that PMDD. I have terrible, terrible, heavy, like crippling periods, like all my life. So I got the coil in like years and years and years ago. Best thing ever. Like, But that's obviously what it was. It's affected every aspect of my life, especially as a woman. Like, you know, it's just, they need to start taking more notice. Like it, it can be solved. You can have a lot less fucked up people in the world getting on, doing well in life, which is creating a better economy. Where's the fucking sense? Like, I thought I was the idiot all my life. Hmm? Yeah. You know? Agreed. But uh, there is um, there is your Instagram account. So obviously you have your own personal Instagram, but there's yeah. I have actually means. written the handle down here, which I never fucking do. I am going to leave. I, I never asked you this. It's okay to leave that link in the notes of this podcast. Oh, I never oh, even said it to you. Yeah, yeah. For those listening, it's uh, ADHD underscore at and it's not the at it's at 43 so that's adhd underscore at at 43 and um you're it's being just, active oh, on there so i'm like i'm i'm making videos i'm having a bit of fun with it i'm unmasking i'm going through my journey i'm recording my I'm documenting my updates i'm documenting my shit days when i look like shit and i'm you know having a shit day i come out and say hey i'm only bitch how are you today you know i talk to them just like you know I've made friends on there. You know, I've girls that I've swapped WhatsApps with. And when you find your own people, you kind of don't feel so alone, you know? Well, and that's what I want to talk to you about. What's the, what's the engagement like on that? Would you like? It's, for, like, it's only a small, like I only started it, what, like 
two and a half months ago. It's like, it's, I think it's like 380 something now, like, which I mean, it's great anyway, you know, but it's, that's not small. Women, you know, and it's the quality of it, you know, it's the, it's the women I'm talking to and the chats I'm having, the friends I've made and the hearing that, oh my God, me too, me too, me too. You don't feel like such a, a you know, I've always felt alone. I've always felt like an alien in this world. I've never felt like I belonged here anywhere. I used to think that was because I was adopted with son. It's, it's like, never a, felt like an internal feeling, is it? Yeah, it just never felt like I was meant for here. I don't know. I can't describe it. I don't know. I just always felt out place. Or something. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Maybe because I wasn't being myself, but I'm just being more I myself. Can, uh, the way I describe it, I feel like that as well. But the way mm-hmm. I describe it is there's two, and I'm using football as an analogy, there's two football fields. Everyone in the world is in one of them, and I'm in the other one. Mm-hmm. So if I want to engage with people and talk to people or have fun or build relationships or communicate with people, I always have to go into their football field to do it. Yeah. No one ever takes the time, I feel, to come into my one, one-on-one, and sit down and say, hey, it never, and right. then that kind of isolates you more. You feel a bit lonely, but then over the years you get a bit tougher and tougher and tougher and tougher. And I don't know if that's completely a good thing. We'll talk about that on a different podcast. <laughs> yeah, well, that's that's what the page is kind of doing for me at the moment. I'm having women coming and saying these things. Is it only so, women? No, there's a couple of men as well, but it is mainly women. Like it is women it's my age like it's from from 30 even younger than that up to like in their you know mid 50s and stuff like and it's they're like we're all just riddled it's it's terrible and they've all been you're all just riddled is that what you said yeah riddled jesus christ (laughs) (laughs) now everyone's been had to have the sexually them. everyone's had but they're starting to fight back now and i put a lot of information about private places to go diagnosis I check every psychiatrist with the Board of Psychiatry in Ireland. I ring them up personally and check that psychiatrist is legit before I recommend anyone to anyone spend their money. So I don't recommend psychologists because it's too easy to get, uh, you know, credentials and stuff for that. So I don't really like doing that like that. I leave that to the professionals. I just psychiatry. Yeah, because they can prescribe the meds at the end of the day. If you want to go the medication route, it's, it's the only way to go. So it's actually, um, so not only is it a place where people can go and see you talking about your experience with ADHD, you can also talk to people, you leave messages, DMs, but if somebody needed help, you're happy yeah. to help as well. That's what it sounds like. Is that not a lot of pressure, first of all? I think I've gotten three or four girls appointments so far. Oh, well done. I once diagnosed, no, they did it themselves. It was just helping them get that initial appointment. It's not even like, it's just about if I had to go looking for the information. So I just want to share the information with everyone. I I just want to, to spread the word about it to go, you know, maybe you're not anxiety, depression, maybe, you know, sexually, maybe this something else can help you. Maybe if it's not, nobody wants to have this disorder. I went hoping it was some sort of family trauma or something like that. Sort. It's not like nobody wants it. You want it to be something you can fix. I'm stuck with this. Like, you know what I mean? And it's kind of affecting my whole life. But I'm fine. I'm working my way around it. Um, I just want people to have all of the information instead of just watching their GP. There's more than the poxy GP. There's other doctors. There's, you know, psychiatrists, psychologists as well. Not talking psychologists, psychologists. I don't know personally about recommending anyone. Psychiatrists, I do. 
I can ring the board of psychiatry to find out exactly, you know what I mean? So that's different. So the 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 good thing about you is that you've went well not to, well obviously you don't want to go through it, but the good thing is if if I was in around your age and I thought I was undiagnosed with ADHD and I wanted some help. The, the good thing for me would be that, well, I know that you've been through it. You know that the phone calls to make, you know what to check. You, you, you know the do's, but you know the don'ts as well. And it might yeah. save me some time and help me a little yeah. bit to push me in the right direction. Or maybe I feel I'm not doing it on my own. Do you know what I mean? All I want to do, like, that's literally, that's all I want to do. I Like, I want it brought, I want to highlight, but I don't know how I'm going to go about it yet. I'm only starting on the journey, so but I... I am gonna make noise about it somehow. I I don't know how yet, but I am. I just yeah, I know one of these things that's forever growing. Yeah, and I'm like a dog with a fucking bone. Like there's no like <laughs> there's yeah, like I'm fairly like you know my story about my birth mother at fifteen by myself before Google. There, I I will make noise somehow or get someone to make noise. I don't care who it is, just someone make noise. Just somebody do. You know, somebody highlight the issue. Somebody get these people, men and women, not just women. It's just, it's more, it's more obvious in men. It's, it's just women are just always at the end of the fucking pecking line, you know, when it comes to health issues, and, you know, anything to do with that. And like, here's another one, you know. So it's just frustrating. I'm, I'm probably, you know, more than halfway through my life now. And I'm only now knowing what's wrong with me. Like, it's like, for fuck's sake, life could have been a bit easier. Do you know what I mean? So you yeah. just kind of go... You just get a, bit, get a bit annoyed, a bit frustrated when you hear people are going through the same thing. Yeah, it's like, I don't know. Um, like, how how would you feel? Like, how would an, anyone feel if I said, like, like, like four or five times in this conversation, you said, like, that's what's wrong with me. That's what's, I'm not normal. Like, like, like. Yeah, you, I should stop saying that. Well, no, well, no, don't do whatever you want. You're going moment. But I just, like, for instance, I had depression for 10 years. I, I don't think at any stage there was something wrong with me. I don't think anyone was better than me. I don't think I'm not as good as... I think nothing. I just had it. And millions of other people had it too. Some people kill people. Some people are pedophiles. Some people are multi-billionaires. It's a smorgasbord of everything. I'm just one of them. I had depression. I don't think there's anything wrong with me whatsoever. And I certainly don't think there's anything wrong with you or fucking anybody else with ADHD at all whatsoever. Like, you didn't go down and buy it in the shop. It's something you have we're just different it's it's not wrong it's just different yeah you know, i suppose it's a lifetime i have to untrain i'm finding i'm having to like i'm starting to i'm starting to write stuff down i wrote i told you i wrote stuff down today and then left no book in my mask talk yeah. about what i think i got most covered i'm not waffling on for ages um, just, uh before we press record for anyone to, i don't even know if we recorded that i can't remember when i pressed record or anything but um i know it was a mid-fucking conversation but you wrote down loads of stuff to talk about today a big list of this, that, and the other, and then you left it somewhere and hadn't got it with you. Yeah. 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 But you're getting on fine without it. Huh? You're getting on fine without it, you know? So when I get in the flow, when I start to think, I'm starting to train my mind. Like, I've really started writing stuff down now. I'm starting to train my mind to remember things because, like, it's not just about taking a tablet. And this is, there's no cure. It's not about taking a tablet and all your problems go away. You have to do the work behind it. You have to do your research about it. I haven't just done this. Like, I'm looking into this 10 years now. Like, this isn't just some idea I've come up with. I've known I'm different all my life. I've just been trying to find a way for the last 10 years. And through social media, I went to this private ways. Okay, because I was getting no help nowhere. 
no help nowhere. So like when I asked about it, I was told, oh, sure, wait, this is too long. Oh, sure, you're too old anyway. Oh, sure, you know, that's a boy's disorder. Oh, sure, look, here I fucking am. And else, do you know what I mean? Like, I'm pissed. I checked I'm something pissed. before you come on today uh, with Ireland. It was a um, ADHD diagnosis. The average time to be diagnosed or get seen to be diagnosed, it is the most random. Fu- it says between three and 24 months. That's not a fucking timeline. That's an absolute joke. Yeah, you'll have to drop everything and go to a fucking. And like, I just, it's it's being like, they're, they're opening up hubs everywhere and they're saying they're opening up hubs and stuff, but they're not. Nobody is talking about, nobody's get. why aren't the GPs recommending this? Why, when someone is coming to you with all these problems all these years and clearly the tablets aren't working, oh, I look at your dose, your dose what, till I explode or implode? Do you know what I mean? It's clearly not working. I'm having the same problems. Do something different. Don't you have a degree? Where'd you get it off? Wish. Like, do something, yeah. like. <laughs> um. You know? I I, I I have one more question if you don't mind and it might be a long yeah, answer yeah. but uh, we're talking about an hour now I don't like to keep them too much longer than that but <laughs> I, I do want to because I always forget to do it at the end Um, I'm going to leave the link to the Instagram page in the show notes go and have a look and please just follow please don't go and have a look and then don't follow follow people always do that they'll go and oh, have well. a look and say yeah follow your fucking Instagram that. page I do follow your Instagram page. I follow Not you. People listening to this follow your Instagram page. Oh. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Oh, fuck. Here, get that one off here. Lord Jesus Christ. <laughs> no, but what I was saying is that like, um, yeah, the link is in the description. Please go and have a look. And when you do go and have a look, follow, please. Um, You don't know where it's going to go at the moment. As you said, it's only really, really new. You're going through it yourself. And as yeah, you grow, it'll grow. But question yeah. for you. Yeah. So I think personally you're a really, really good egg. I do. I had you on twice and I enjoy talking to you two times. Hey, and I'm not a hey. lover of people. Um, yeah. First of all, you come on and talked about your adoption story, right? And it was like warts and all. You, you, you're told loads of things and loads of stories and loads of everything. And I talk to you off air and I talk to you before it and fucking after it. And every single time you said the same thing. And the same thing was that it might help someone else. Someone else yeah. might hear it and it might help them. Yeah. Firstly. Secondly, months ago, not five years ago, and you feel better now and you're ruling the world. Months ago, you're still learning yourself. You were diagnosed with ADHD at 40 fucking two years of age. Mm-hmm. We're chatting to come back on the podcast again. We sent a few texts even before this started. You're saying the same thing. It might help someone. It might do this. It might do that. Now you've diagnosed ADHD. You're on a podcast with, look, I can thousands of people listen to it, asking them to go to your page. It's all fucking pressure, pressure, pressure. And it's always the same thing with you. People, it might help someone. Yeah. Why? Why are you like that? Why are you? Because I know what it's like, because I know how bad it is to struggle and I don't want anyone else to feel like that. That's like, that I can see is struggling. I don't, I don't like seeing people in pain. I don't like seeing vulnerable people in pain, you know, like the elderly and children, 
teenagers like my house is always the gap to go to like you know I just I would have a lot of time for people that you can clearly see are vulnerable not everybody it's, it's not I'm still I'm selective it's not but I, I'm, I I have been a sucker for a sob story but I'm a lot more the older I get the wiser I get you know um I'm not real nice all the time I call people on their bullshit I call myself on my bullshit I you know like you know, I swear a lot, like, you know, I shout, I, I'm irrational, I, like, there's loads of stuff, like, but in general. And they're all your best qualities. <laughs> yeah. I, I wouldn't harm anyone intentionally, I'm not, you know, I just, I, I like to think, it it gives you dopamine, it's a bit of a, it's a bit of a, like, um, payoff, you get, when you help someone, you feel good, so when you're getting something out of yourself, and I'll be bluntly honest about that, you're getting something out of yourself, you're getting that dopamine hit going, Okay, someone else is sorted. The relief that fucking gives me to know someone not struggling now. And I've had it. There's a couple of girls diagnosed and medicated, loving life. Yeah, well, like it's 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 kinda like you have you know you felt a certain way plenty of times yeah. and now you know somebody else is feeling that way. Yeah. If there's something you can do to help them, you're happy to do yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. When you get an influx of people saying "me too," I feel like that. I feel like that. Okay, you go, okay, right, right. There's, there's a problem here. There's clearly a problem. There's more. There's there's more of us. We're just. I I need to hit the right audience. Like I don't. I don't know. Like you know, I'm not gonna be everyone's cup of tea. Or it's like marmite. You know what I mean? You're gonna like me or not. It's like I. You know, what do you do or not is grand. Like just, just if you're seeing symptoms, seek help. You know, and talk to someone or show to someone who might be in your life or. It's not even about following. It's not about numbers. It's about who you show it to or, you know, it's about, is that resonating with you about someone? I don't give a shite whether it's 30,000 or three, I don't care. Just show it to someone who you think it might resonate with or, you know, have a look at it yourself if it might resonate and just ask more questions. Just don't accept the first answer. Just ask more questions about you're allowed. It's your, it's your mind. You know what's going on in your mind. You know what you're feeling. You know what's helping. You know what's not. It's easy to say, get out for a walk. I can't, I'm fucking stuck. My mind won't let me. It's not that easy. And there's fucking tens of thousands of us, you know? We're just all coming out of the woodwork and I'm just shouting the loudest at the moment, so. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, I say a fair play to you. It's, um takes a lot of balls to, you know, like, it would take balls at any stage, but to be um only a few months out, you know, you're still learning yourself. You said that a couple of times. So it's not as if you've it all figured out. And here you are now saying, look, yeah, this is what I did. This like, is... Yeah, it's very raw. Like, and I, I always explain, like, this is just my own experience. I'm having a bad day. Like, like what if I was having a bad day and I would look like shit? And I'd say exactly what I was feeling. Like, oh, well, it's just a bad day. It's not a bad life. The next day, I go on everything with grand. I go, oh, do you remember me? I say, it's, it's just realistic. It's how, it's how I am. You know? I'm much more together now and medicated. I'm not going to lie, but I don't plan on staying on it long term because at the end of the day, I keep having to go up in dosage and like I'm on 70 milligrams of Tyvance now and like I don't want to go any higher than that. At the end of the day, it's stimulant. I think about my heart. I'm 43 this year. I just think about like the fact that I get clots. I'm thinking about doing the micro dosing um, along the line. That's something I'm going to look into. Um, I know a few people do, so I'm going to make a few inquiries on that because that's the herbal route and that's what they're made for. So, you know, um, I'm going to try and 
deal with the natural way for, for later on. But right now, this is just really helping me put everything into place. Like, and get myself, I have a routine going again. I'm making my bed every day. I'm cleaning my house every day. I'm doing all the norm, normal stuff like that people get on with that I really did struggle with and not our laziness like there was a time when I was on constant with the boys but as I wasn't needed much more my symptoms got way out of control and my mind just got really messy and with that everything else around me gets messy and because I'm I'm the fucking ringleader here like the other day I run I run the show of three sons you know and I'm I'm the boss so like monkey see monkey do you know and so I have to create healthier habits around me and right now medication is doing that for me it's helping it's a tool to do that to help me do the things I have to actually do the things you know that still can be a battle but you just push yourself a little bit more I feel when you have a clearer head you know it might be interesting in um, a period of time in the future maybe to have a chat again and see how is everything going how is uh God knows what to be up to at that stage, you know. Huh? God knows what to be up to at that stage. You could have like um, meetups and everything. You just never know with me. Like, no, I've thought about that on the page before, like about, you know, meeting up just for a walk and talk and stuff. Like, I don't, it's something I, I just, I just feel really strongly about. And there's just so many of us. And I just think there's so much of it to explore. And we're the, we're the fun and games in the world. We're the, create creatives and it's the people that provide the entertainment and it's all it's all that that how boring would the fucking world be you know what i mean looking here here on that look if, if there's anything i can do if you hasn't sharing anything or should look what can i do if there's anything i can do you can let me know if i can do it i'll do it you know to have a chat because i said we were going to do it so i thought like i just felt like it was a really good time so i'm kind of stabilizing and i'm i feel more together and i'm yeah, I kind of, I'm kind of proud of myself. For like, for, like I'm, I'm not talking mean to myself anymore. You know, I'm kind of proud of myself at the moment, and I'm rolling with that. And bad days are gonna come, and that's life. And there's gonna be ups, there's gonna be downs, gonna be loads of shit. And I look after my parents, and they're elderly, and we all know how that goes, and you know all that. But you know, it'll be fine. It's just life. But it's just that little bit easier to deal with when you when you have a clearer head. It's just a little bit easier to cope with when your mind isn't full of negative self-talk, intrusive thoughts, you know, fear, constant heightened emotions, hormone. Like, you know, when that's when that's just taken down a notch, it's amazing the difference it makes. So that's just I can't I even imagine. Um, like, I think my head moves a million miles an hour, but it's not like that. It's not all those things that would drive me crazy over a period of time, over a period of years. I, 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 I won't even pretend I can empathize, you know, that kind of a, um, the thing is, though, like, here, here's the thing about it. Like when you're a person who is, I'd say it's, it's harder to have ADHD when you're poor, when you've less money, right? Cause you've less, less money, more stress, right? That that's just life. That's life. When you've less money, more stress. So when you're living that type of life, which is the life I've always lived, I've out on my own since I'm 18, I've always worked, I've always provided everything, but it's it's always just been enough. I've never been able to go for that degree or anything like that or get, I wouldn't have had the attention span. I've gone to a couple of times and just went, no, I'll just keep working. I'll make the money, you know? So it's just, where was I starting? See, I'm actually losing where I was going. Fuck. I'm losing it. No, you were just, yeah, it was like, it was like, um, 
I was saying that for me, like I I find it very hard for that to be a constant thing every day. Yeah, like, you know. Where I was going was like, so when our symptoms, when our life isn't as stressful, say, say if I was living in and had no financial worries and I could just totter around all day, my symptoms may not be as flared up. So as life go, as I go through life, as we all go through life and our ups and downs, there'll be times when it will be calmer. You know, I still have a child to rear. There's still a 12-year-old and there's a max child as well. We have two two kids to rear. You know, the two of us have two kids to rear and Jamie's dad as well. And Like, there's still work to be done. You know what I mean? I don't want to just fade away and drop the ball and become this, like, old lady. Like, I want to still a very young mindset. You know what I mean? I want to I want to be the man that he, that the boy's got, you know, all that energy. As much as, like, it was, it was hard and it was a struggle and stuff, I gave it my all. I was a boxing coach. I was like at the sidelines of rugby pitches. I was like, I was a boy's mom. I was there at every fucking event, every birthday party, every, I gave it my all. Like, and thanks on, they're my best friends. Like, they, like, they do, you know, they want to hang out with me now that they're adults. They like, they ask me to hang around with them. That's the ultimate goal right there. Yeah, agreed. That was the ultimate goal for me. Yeah. When you're like, that's why I say they saved me like that. Now, now, don't be wrong, we kill each other. Like, like, you know, like I'll be walking around giving out stuff, but we never ever, we don't ever not resolve anything. Like, yeah, we never aren't speaking. The only thing that if uh, your child is 13 years of age, from 13 to 18, you're going to kill each other. But if they, if they go for a drink with you after they're 18, then you've done a really, really good job. That's an old thing from the 60s, I think. If your kids like you through their teenage years, you fucking did it wrong. Okay. You can tell your kids like you in your teenage years. You did it wrong. Yeah. Like they're not supposed. You're not supposed to be the friend. You're supposed to guide them, and that's how you're getting to know a whole new human. And especially like if they have this disorder as well, which one of mine does, uh, and he's being diagnosed and medicated as well, and he's getting on with his life. And but the chaos that can cause when there's two of you in the family like that, and who knows, there could be more. I don't think it's more, but you know, I'd say it's just the two of us. We're very obvious, like you know. But like, who's to say like the chaos that can cause? You know. So I think it needs to be much more recognised. Yeah, like like even to and, and look, I I won't keep everyone too much longer, but to hear you talking about it and the way it is and the way it, a day looks and the way you went through your life and you were misdiagnosed, you had other stuff and now it's a little bit better for you for the time being when you're, and it's, you're only early into it and I know that and fucking hell. And that's included with all of life's ups and downs and ins and outs that everyone goes through yeah, anyways. My, my, my father was very sick and my mother as well. Like I, I have a lot, I, I'm the full-time carer. I'm there every day, bar Saturday and Sunday, but on a, I'm on call. 24-7 you know there's no like I can get a phone call at any point like there's it's again I'm living on the edge again so I think without this medication before this medication I started I went for the I applied found out how to go it was my hematologist where we go with blood clots she's the one that put me on to how to get sorted privately and see it wasn't GP it was a different type of doctor you know there you go only a young girl so that'll tell you. Um, but uh, I'm actually losing track again where I was going with this, the private diagnosis. You know what I like is uh, when somebody's talking and they lose track, 
to mm-hmm. me that always feels more honest, you know, because yeah, it's not yeah, a yeah. twenty-five line spiel you have. Do you yeah, know I mean? now I I'm prefer that. Happens. Yeah, <laughs> I can't, but I can't yeah. remember that was going with it. Oh. <laughs> I've had guests on the podcast before where I'd be, I, I'd look at them on a different podcast to see what they're like, and they'd say like a, at seven or eight line spiel. And then they start saying that on my podcast, the very same spiel, and I always oh, interrupt no. them. And I don't tell them why, but I just interrupt them and make sure that they don't say it, you know? That does not happen with me. I'm just fucking pajamas half right. That does not happen with me. No, no, yeah. no. I can't remember what I had for breakfast this morning. Well, as far as I'm concerned, you're a good egg. And I hope, look, I, I look, keep doing what you're doing. You're a fucking force of nature. Um, <laughs> I hope people. And I know it's not for followers. Of course it's not. My podcast isn't no, for followers I either. I, I hope people go and check it out. I think it might help yeah. people. That's it. That's all it's about. Like, you don't have to follow. There's no obligation to follow. If you're looking, for, I leave everything public. All I have everything under highlights and assessments. If you just want to go and look at that, you don't have to follow the page. It's not about that. If you think you can go and get yourself help with that, go use it. Like, it's a source of information. It costs money, yes, but you can pay it in installments, like. What you need up front is 300 euro. If you can afford or save or whatever it is, 300 quid, that's all you need up front. And then it's installments after. It's like I've done it over a period of six months. It's it's doable. Doable. And it's the fastest uh, way at the moment. And at the quickest way. Like, I think we've suffered enough. I really mm-hmm. do. And like, to be honest, it's not even for the time they give you and the time the doctors have given me at ADHD. Um, in Maryland Square, they like they've well earned their money for what I've paid. Yeah, you know what I mean. They've yeah. well earned their money. They've my medication, bang, 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 on time. Like if you, you email a request the doctor for the doctor to ring you, you would get an email back at a time when the doctor will ring you. Like you, you literally get much paper. I literally, I I think I won't pay it, to be quite honest for the treatments I've gotten. Because I'm still I'm still linked in with them. Yeah. I'm still they haven't transferred me over to my GP yet. I'm fucking dreading. You know? I don't want to leave them. I'm scared about leaving them. But if, if, if somebody is listening to this and they think like like you would put them right if they sent you a DM like on, on, on the link, like on the, the Instagram oh, of link. Course. Of course, even like I say, even if they didn't follow, if it was for help, no fucking problem. Of course, of course, always. There is there isn't one person that would say in the pace I don't answer. I answer everybody. Always do. Always yeah. like if it's a, like I'll get back to you later or whatever it is. I always answer everybody. I'm not fucking precious. Do you know what I mean? Obviously, I was I talking to uh, somebody in work today, and they said, uh, "Oh, someone else in here told me you do a podcast," and I listened to some of them. They're really, really good. I said, "Oh, thank you." And they said, hey, when's your next one? I said, oh, I'm actually recording one tonight. They said, oh, yeah, what is it about? I said, it's about ADHD. And they said, do I have it? I said, no. I said, but there's a woman coming on who has it. And you know her. I said, well, she's been on the show before. We've sent one or two texts. She's really, really nice. And she says, a woman? And I says, yeah. She says, well, how is a woman being diagnosed with AD? I says, well, that's what we're going to find out. And she said, I bet you after that, loads of people will say, oh, my God. I'm going to go and get checked out. They didn't start looking into it in women, in in girls, not even women. They didn't start looking into it in girls until 2002. That's only 21 years ago. You mentioned that to me the last time. I couldn't believe it. Yeah. They didn't start looking into women until about 10 years ago. That we don't actually grow out of it. It actually gets, 
if our depending on our environment environment is a huge fucking thing noises sounds lights textures clothes foods that you know stimulants tv phone how many people you live with where you live what's your living that all every single aspect of your what your relationship with your parents siblings friends all comes into play it affects every single aspect of your life there isn't an aspect that doesn't affect and depends on how whether you kind of live a, a life like this because some people live a life like this just go straight and some people go like this <laughs> Do you know what i mean they go all oh, zigzag all over it. that's the way i've gone so my symptoms are bad so if you're coasting through life and you're fine and even if you have it you think you have it you don't get fine else fucking grand but if you're struggling when you're going to bed at night you're going would it be a shame if i woke, didn't wake up in the morning that's a fucking problem you know that's never okay and you said something here in this podcast as well that the minute you said it i went oh that's so fucking obvious but i i never considered it prior and what you said was the following that uh well, what I got from it was the following, was that, look, girls might be more subdued and they mightn't show too many of the traits of ADHD, maybe a bit when they're younger. Then they might just get on with life, they have their kids, they raise their kids, they're working, they're doing everything. When it comes to the change in the body then, all of a sudden the hormones go mad and then they can start showing the traits of it again. Like, that makes so much sense. How is this the first time I'm ever hearing of that in my life? I'm 45 fucking years of age. How is it? Intelligent enough. With no, I I've no like higher education than like my care. I'm 16 years of care. I've no. How how is it this that I know this? Well, you're an expert because you live with it. But but there you go. Do you? But plenty of others do as well. And there's like the psychiatrists like that I, I've been dealing with recently really wants to break boundaries on it as well. You know, like um, he's he's he has it himself as well, and he's a doctor and his dad's a doctor and he wants to like. He says he wants to dedicate the next 30 years to like just having this the norm. That it's just part of another thing, assessment that you have to go through. And they need to change, they need to change a lot of the criteria about how they diagnose people as well. There's a lot of extra stuff that is actual criteria that isn't there because the DSM-5 is only made for little boys. That's all it's made to diagnose is little boys. But we still qualify. We've got all this extra stuff going on as women with our hormones and shit and how our body is constantly changing. You guys deal with fucking testosterone and the drop in testosterone. We deal with like the drop in estrogen and, and, and all other types of shit is going on with our bodies. There's just all types of different changes going on with our bodies. Like our, 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 our ability, like I couldn't do 10 jumping jacks now. I'd probably pee my pants. There's our bladder control. There's our heart. There's everything. Everything is changing for us. So like it's, you you just feel differently about yourself. And when you have this disorder, you feel much more intensely. And if it can disrupt your life terribly to the point where it's fatal, you know, because it can create other disorders on top of it, on top of it, on top of that, other things happen along with addiction, along with mental health disorders and all that all get added on. If you could sort this at the root where it starts and you didn't have to deal with all that, you wouldn't have to spend as much on mental health. Where's the common sense? Why yeah. you, why you wouldn't put, put, put money into the right place first? Catch them when they're young. 
You don't have to medicate them. It's not about medicating kids. I'm talking about just having a diagnosis there that if they feel they get to a point in school or whatever when they're older, that if they need that themselves, that that's something they can discuss with their parents or whatever, you know, if that's something they feel they need or, you know, certain exceptions can be made for them. Do you know what I mean? Like, why isn't that? That's not too hard to do. Does that not create more jobs? Does that not create more economy? Think bigger picture, like, and even economy-wise, does that not save spending money in years to come on the economy? Of course it does, because you caught them I mean. early. So it's a win-win-win-win. Like, by getting it at the root source, you're hitting it at the root. So why aren't you doing that? Why are you keeping us all fucking down? What? Where's the sense? I have a, another question. I promise I'm going to let you go. I'm probably going to let you go. It's just that when you're talking, like, you know, I don't write down 45 questions. And when you're talking, things come into my mind. And when someone's talking, I, I look at them and I see their eyes lighting up when they're saying stuff and I see expressions yeah. and all that. But like, so you were diagnosed, we'll say it three months ago. Is that what you said? Yeah. Okay. So the day after you were diagnosed three months ago, if you could have fast forward to today, and seeing yourself sitting down, chatting about it, talking about it. This is what I do. This is what I do. I set up a page, which, by the way, you, you don't have to do. Do you know what I mean? I've set up a page. I'm trying to help people. If, if I can, I want nothing in return. This is what I'm doing. And I'm talking about it. And here's my story. I think you would have been very, 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 very fucking proud of yourself. Yeah. Do you agree? Yeah. Yeah. You're lucky for yourself. Yeah. I do, I, do, I do feel a bit proud of myself. I do. I honestly do. You should be. Only recently, like just just of recent, I I feel that way. Like that that I when I hear that some people have got a diagnosis and they've started treatment and they've got it's working for them straight away. It works. Straight, now you have to get the titration right, the levels right, and stuff. That's been a pain in the hole. But when it's working right, like just even to have that break for a few hours a day, it only lasts eight to ten hours in the system. To have that break and get things done and function, it changes your whole outlook. Like you said, the quiet. I don't, get, it. Do I don't really pictured, get irritated. Sorry, uh, do you know what I pictured when you yeah. said they're uh, the quiet? I pictured a, a busy street, cars going by, people roaring and shouting, you know, everything going on, and then someone putting headphones on with no music and just boom, quiet for a that's, second. That's what it's like. That is what it's like. My like my head is like a busy pub all the time. Now the ADHD comes back in the evening. Like after the medication wears off, it comes back in the evening. But I'm okay with that because I I do like have a bit of laugh with it and stuff. Like because it's not as stressy if I forget something because I functioned all day and I've got all my shit done and my house is clean and my shit's ready for the next day and I'm all ready. So if something stupid happens, I don't care. Do so you have a bit? You're you become a bit more fun. <laughs> instead of being stressed all the time, you know, to the people around you, it has a domino effect on everybody. When when the, the mother, I always feel, well, as a single mother, I'm the only parent here, like what I do affects my children, whether they're old or young. And when they see me doing better, they automatically want the same. So you can't try and lead by example, you know? Yeah. Sometimes you get lost. And... You, you said one of the best one-liners 
I've ever heard there. You said my ADHD is like a busy pub. Yeah. 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 That's really a fucking time. t-shirt. Yeah. It's like all the time. And with a fucking band playing there too, like in a fucking sing-along, you know, all the time. Wow. It's exhausting. Like, that's so tiring. Yeah. I can't sit and watch a movie. I have to get up and down, up and down, twitch and twitch and turn. Okay. I'd say I know the life out of Mac. Like, I'd say I irritate the I'm up and down. I can't. I cannot sit still. I just can't. I have to be like, I'm sitting here twitching, but I can't. I have to move. I'm never at ease. It's really annoying. <laughs> <laughs> she laughs then to finish it off. <laughs> For <Look>. everybody. <laughs> and that note, I'll say thank you. We're coming on the podcast when you're a sec a two time guest. I call you a friend of the show, so that's how you yeah, re- refer to anymore. Um, first person I thought of, and you're the first person I wanted to talk to. So like that, that went. Well, thank time. you very much. You obviously didn't think the first podcast was too bad, so I loved it. Thank you so much. You know I did, and I always I always like your stuff, and I always check out stuff. You know, so always. Yeah. Well, maybe we're two good eggs. You know, self praise yeah, is no praise, but we you fucking take it. Like, you're you you do this like out of the goodness of your heart, you're helping people, you're getting people talking, you're doing the same thing, like, you're just doing it in a different way. Can Are you saying it? I'm a hero? A little bit, yeah. Wow. <laughs> and on that note, that's the only part that's going up on the, I'm going to fucking clip that and put that on all social media. No, you go ahead, <laughs> No, listen, dude, thanks for coming on, I appreciate it. Thanks that's two so fucking on. tricky subjects you come on, you had a conversation and you were as open and as honest and it was just, um, What's the word I'm looking for? There's, there's no bullshit with you. And that for me, then, there's no preparation with you. You know what I mean? No. I'm kind of glad I didn't have my notes in the end. Like, yeah. Because it would have been a bit more clinical, maybe, about things. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Whereas I just kind of went to a natural flow there. So that's... I know sometimes if I have someone on the podcast and they're being clinical, that people that listen to the podcast fucking switch off. Yeah, they, of course. They'd much sooner hear you saying, what did you say there? I'm after losing my train of thought. Because it's a... <laughs> That's that's exactly because you're living. That's your life. No, that's... I'm not worried about anything I said. Anything I said there is on, and I've talked about before. Like anything I said is the truth. I'm not worried. I'm not like that's another thing that medication helps with. I'm not overthinking this coming out or people listening or thinking I'm fucking idiot. Some things I'm fucking. That's none of my business. I don't really care. You know, I, I've stopped really giving a shit. Like unless you're paying my rent, honey. I, your opinion <laughs> unless that pays my rent. But You yeah. know. No, no. Listen, you're not going to get me to disagree with you on that. Like, I, you know, yeah. just, I, I won't even fucking go into it. But um, yeah, other people's <laughs> opinions are so boring of you. Yeah. Look, thanks for listening to the podcast. Thank you for coming back on. Two time guest. The link is in the description. Please go. She said, don't follow. I said, give it a follow. The reason I want you to give it a follow is because of the following. Number one, there's good stuff up there. But number two, if you give it a follow, that means the algorithm will rise. More people will see it. And at the end, it'll help more people. So if it helps you. All That's of the fucking thing. Yeah. Yeah. yeah exactly. All right. All the best, dude. Thanks, lads. Bye.